It's time again for Three Point Podcast. Three sports guys, three generations, and three hot takes. The triple threat includes baby boomer Ted Patel of Z92.5 The Castle. Our Gen Xer is Matt Burns of ESPN and the SEC Network out of Charlotte, North Carolina. The millennial man is Jared Patel of Valley Sports Detroit. Comments and questions can be sent by email to threepointpod at gmail.com. Follow Three Point Podcast on social media at Three Point Pod. The fellows will get in rolling right after this from our partners. Memorial Healthcare has served the community for over a century and is committed to being your healthcare partner. The main campus is located in Owasso at 826 West King Street with additional locations in seven counties throughout mid-Michigan. Services at Memorial Healthcare are provided by people who truly care about their patients, who take pride in making a difference in the life and health of the patients they serve through all phases of life. With a medical staff of over 200 and nearly 1,500 employees, Memorial Healthcare is proudly recognized as the largest employer in Shiawassee County. Whether it's life-saving emergency room care, bringing a baby into the world, or an annual physical, see what Memorial Healthcare has to offer at memorialhealthcare.org or call 989-720-CARE. That's 989-720-2273. Rivals Tap House and Grill is the area's go-to spot for the best in food and drink. Meet up with your friends and catch your favorite sporting events on over 20 high-def flat-screen TVs. And our 120-inch projection screen. Rivals can handle your large or small parties and is an awesome spot to put on your fundraising events. Weekly food and drink specials including gourmet burgers, wings, pizza, homemade soup, and salads. Rivals also stocks a large selection of craft and domestic brews. Rivals Tap House and Grill, the official gathering spot of three-point podcast located on the corner of Shiawassee and M21 in Corona. Hey everybody, it's time for episode 224 of the three-point podcast. We are presented to you by Memorial Healthcare, home of the state-of-the-art, now community wellness center with pool workout equipment, track, and a whole lot more, and now home to the Big Salad Cafe. How about that, fellas? Get healthy, eat healthy. Just a great addition to the wellness center. It's all coming together up there. That's probably the best part, man. I, I, for me, the hardest part never was working out when I was healthy. That it was always eating when I was healthy. <laughs> hey, we all can relate to that. Uh, that was the easiest part, man. Was working out. The it's fine. It's being able to eat healthy food that tastes good, and that's exactly what this place brings. Well, it's always fine. the people you know, people who work out or you know, uh, um, trainers and stuff, dietitians. They all have their version of this line. It's something along the lines of you will never be able to outwork the food that you put in your body. I don't care how hard you work out, how much you run, how much you spend at the gym, how much time you spend at the gym. If you're eating garbage over and over and over every day, you're not going to be able to outwork that. So, no, it's, it's all about diet. I mean, Ted, you, you basically just like change your diet, cut back, you know, your portions and some other things. And I know you are doing a little active activity start shedding weight it's amazing how that works oh it's been, it has been amazing i mean it's been you know it's been a grind a little bit since easter but it didn't take long to fall into the routine and actually eat well you know in the old days i went out to lunch with a couple buddies today and uh, i would have ordered a burger or a big fat wrap or something but i ordered a salad <laughs> i ordered a salad you know and went light on the dressing and had just a, a common sense meal tonight real low carbs I'm feeling pretty good. You know, I don't know if I'm going to win our family contest, but I do know that I have changed my lifestyle and I'm going to stick with it. 
That's a okay. big thing. The lifestyle. Yeah. Every, you everyone, goes on, with it. everyone goes on these fad diets and stuff. It's a lifestyle change. Yes. hundred percent. And Jared, you know, we're talking about eating right and, you know, in, in the world you're in now in the adult world, working, trying to juggle work and a female friend and everything else that goes along with it. It's pretty tough to sit down and make yourself a nice, healthy meal at home. It's easy to drive through that uh, McDonald's and get the $5 special. Just did it tonight, man. It's way it's waiting for me right after this podcast. Throw it in the air fryer, warm her up a little bit. It's waiting for me. It's a nice little ten piece tonight. Uh, yeah, ten I, piece, huh? It's very hard. It's very hard. Uh, that's why I wish if I if Memorial Healthcare was you know there's Macomb Hospital right behind my apartment. If that was Memorial, I'd be in tip top shape right now. Absolutely. Well, you know, before we catch up, I also want to remind everybody about our other great partners, which include AZ Printing Solutions, Crow Real Estate, and Auction. Nelson House Funeral Homes, Rivals Tap House and Grill, Success Group Mortgage and Servicing, The Wash of Owasso, and the ALS Association of Michigan. And speaking of The Wash, Matt, uh, we'll let you start off on the catch-up, but I, I understand you had a lot of laundry to do. My man, day before you went home, should have stopped at The Wash and had them take care of it, fold it for you, and the whole deal. That's true. I, You know, I didn't even think about that. We were in Corona, Owasso, before we came back to North Carolina. could have ran over there and... Yeah. Used code three PP and got ten percent off my first order and had them fold wash or wash fold and do all that. I didn't think yeah. about that. Good thinking. A little uh, inside baseball, Jared. Pull your mic a little down away from your mouth. You you're very loud when you talk right up there. Ted's got his nice and spaced away. I got mine nice and spaced away. So like here, no, not, not that, that far, far away. A little closer here, maybe like there. That's okay. good. Because when I go to edit, you know, when you've got your mic up here, you're like really loud and then Ted and I are down here. So good to know. I've always been told to swallow the mic. Maybe maybe I'm the right one. Maybe you guys are the wrong ones for well, not Ted Ted just has that naturally loud, you know, projecting yeah, voice. So he doesn't right. need to. I but. mean, the king of radio when I was growing up was Mike Greenberg. He would literally leave his mouth on the mic. So yeah. it was really he's right. got a little quieter voice. But yeah. but yeah, so sorry, but uh the laundry, yeah. So uh, when we get back, you know, it's kind of funny when you get back from vacation and, you know, you're already kind of dreading it a little bit. Vacation's over, back to work, back to the grind, the routine. And then you got to look at those suitcases. You know, we were gone for almost two weeks, those suitcases full of dirty clothes. And I tweeted out, I don't know if this is what you're referencing, Ted, but I tweeted out that the after vacation laundry has to be the worst laundry mm-hmm. ever. Because not only are you already upset that, you know, vacation's over, but then you're looking at all these clothes, like bathing suits or, you know, other things that you wore on vacation that you're like, well, this is just depressing because, you know, I was having so much fun and now it's it's back to the grind. But no, vacation was amazing. I know we talked about it on the Toon cast out on Ted's pontoon, which was awesome. I wish we were back there. I know that, that was so much fun, honestly. But, you know, we we got to go up to Ludington and see family and, and the fireworks in Fourth of July. Then we came down to Corona, saw more family and my wife's mother-in-law or my wife's mom threw a party. We had friends come out. We saw a bunch of friends. I haven't seen in a long time family. And so honestly, it, it was just like an awesome, awesome 10 or 10 or 11 days back, back in Michigan. And, and that tune cast was a highlight. That was awesome. Tool, tooling around on Lake Manitou. That was really cool. Glad to have you boys out, man. That was, that was a fun one. That's definitely one for, uh, for our records, if you will, yeah, you know, sort that- of a highlight podcast. <laughs> Song quality ended up being pretty solid on it. Um, I was surprised, which was was very surprising. Uh, yeah, that's my first time on the pod on the pontoon this summer. I will it be my last? TBD. Uh, wouldn't be <laughs> wouldn't be surprised if it was, but 
then again, I don't know what's what's the next big event coming on. Uh, if we the, the next big event is if we get a potential uh, a partner coming up. Yeah, yeah, and then the other thing is uh, just for your own reference, uh, pretty much if the weather's nice on Friday nights, that's an automatic night. I call it yacht club out here. Okay, and we have <laughs> some friends just have an open invite. Jared, you and your girlfriend, if you're ever in the mood on a Friday night and you're in town, just come on out, man. We'll throw some food on, get the beers out, hop on the pontoon, have some fun. <laughs> And what's clutch, we talked about it. I, I think we talked about it on the TuneCast. You went and you tied us off. You got a little island that's not far yeah. from your house. Tied us off right there like that. I mean, yeah, the, the fun part is tooling around. Or if you have a, yeah. a tube, you know, pulling a tube, stuff like that. I don't know. I would almost just go out to that island every time and just kick it at that island and watch all the boats and everything yep. else. But Like I told you, we've, we've many, many times taken our dinner out there and just anchor it right at that island. You know, and the nice thing is if you go out there in the evening time, got a little shade with those trees on the island. The one thing, the thing that is coming to my mind when you talk about this island and using it is something about that Lake Manitou community, man, they'd have some problem with it. If they'd have some sort of problem with it, there's a new problem in that damn Lake community in that, whatever Facebook group you guys have, it seems like every other week, uh, but we'll sweep that under the rug because it did the pontoon and Lake Manitou did deliver for the first annual uh, toon cast. Yeah. We've been out here since uh, 2006 and there's been a couple of, uh, a couple of years where we've had some fireworks with the different board members and, you know, controversy. So, I mean, we're going through one of those right now, but it's kind yeah, of fun, there's always a there's always, always a controversy it's evergreen man there's a new controversy every time i talk to you about about it uh, <laughs> what's one i, I want to know one example you don't have to dr- name names or something like what people driving too fast on the water or like oh, no. some stuff like that sometimes they'll have a posting or two but everybody just kind of ignores that it's more of uh there's been let's just say accusations uh towards certain board members about usage of money let's just leave it at that you know it's that type of thing and there's a couple of young there's a couple of younger uh younger people that are stirring things up and i think they're probably angling to get on the board and more power to them man it's all volunteer work so yeah you know i wouldn't want it at least at this stage of my life well it's volunteer until it it gets cracked that you're pocketing cash (laughs) i don't know if i consider that volunteer work but um (laughs) yeah well, you know, Matt, since you since you were on vacation, I'm always interested about this. You were back here, you know, 10 days, 11 days, going on two weeks, you know. And is it is it a little bittersweet when you go back home? Is it you need a day or two to recover from vacation? What's the mindset when you get back to Carolina? I mean, I think we've talked about it. It's always nice to have that day between vacation to kind of recharge from vac- mm-hmm. a vacation from vacation almost. So That's maybe the best day of the vacation. Right. Sometimes. You just kick back and you just sleep in and just lay around and stuff. We didn't have that day because we tried to stretch out our time mm-hmm. as much as we could. But yes, yeah, so we were right right into work and school and stuff like that. But it definitely I know we talked about it on the TuneCast. It it was a great vacation. It definitely got the conversation back going about, man, is it is it time to change the address back back to the mitten? Is this like a but, debate or is it you guys are in unison wanting to come back? Like I, it's honestly like a flip the coin type of thing. Cause we yeah. do really like it down here. We really like it, but it's just, it, you know, Michigan is cool, but it's the family and friends up there. And, you know, especially when we got to see so many people that we hadn't seen in a while. And we were like, man, you know, it, there's something about home, you know, Jared, you've, you moved away a little bit. You got a little taste of, you know, there's just, there's something different about home. 
Yeah, hundred percent. And I, I'm lucky enough where it's I got the perfect thing going, man. I'm not really home, but I'm also I could be home in an hour and ten minutes, whatever I wanted. So it's yeah. kind of the perfect little middle ground. Yeah. Um, as for uh, my catch up, man, it's been a busy week, busy, busy, busy week. A lot of a lot of moving parts with work, with the All Star Game coming up. Uh, one of the things that I was lucky enough to check out for the first time, Ted, I know you in particular will appreciate this one. The corner ballpark, uh, formerly known as Tiger Stadium. We had mm-hmm. a shoot there with a high school kid, uh, Greg Pace Jr., who's um, basically going to be a, projected to be a top five round pick uh, in the MLB draft coming up here on Sunday. Uh, and he grew up through the you know the Detroit uh, Police uh, Athletic League or whatever the youth yeah. youth league they have there in Detroit. Grew up playing at this park. Went to Detroit Edison, played there. Uh, that's where their home games were played for Edison. Uh, but basically, I got there, man, and I'd never seen this place. And let me just say, what an awesome, awesome field. It is. Uh, it's it's crazy to think that there uh, was a time and place where people were debating, you know, just tearing down Tiger Stadium and building buildings or whatever the heck they were going to replace it with. But the fact that they were smart enough to turn this field into a awesome youth field for everybody in Detroit. And it, it, it has a lot of cool little deep Tiger Stadium knickknacks. You know, they got the the seats uh, that resemble a lot of what Tiger Stadium used to have. They have the, you know, almost museum type setup underneath the bleachers. They have the same flagpole from Tiger Stadium that stayed exactly right where it was. They have awesome condos that have been built uh, in the outfield. I mean, it's just an awesome little setup they have there. The awesome office building right attached to it. I mean, I was just kind of blown away by this place. I mean, we like to say that Kiwanis is an awesome little uh, youth field in Owasso there, but man. What a place this Tiger Stadium, uh, now known as the Corner Ballpark, was. I, I it, was enthralled with it. Isn't home plate right where home plate was at yeah. Tiger Stadium? Same yeah. relativity, yep. It, I mean, they tore down everything from Tiger Stadium, like I said, other than the flagpole, but same exact field. Like, right, and there's something about that. You know, you're walking on these grounds, man, and it's like, yeah. these are the same places that uh, some of Ted's favorite players played back in the day. Hey, Ty Cobb was there, man. Think yeah. about that, how far back that was. You know, and you, you're speaking about that area at the corner of Michigan and Trumbull, and the, the whole block has been developed, and like you said, it's still a ball field, which is very, very cool run by Pal. But uh, is that one of the neighborhoods maybe you're looking to go to? I know Corktown's an, an yeah, up-and-coming area. It's it's awesome. They're building all around it. Even people that I went there that were with work that haven't been there in a couple of years, like wow, it looks way different here. It's awesome little area, right? Right. You can see Motor City Casino right in the outfield uh, over left field. Uh, yeah, that's definitely where I'd want to live, man. I mean, those condos talk about a you know place that I could see myself living the rest of my life. Yeah. I somehow got one of those condos that's overlooking the outfield there. I mean, they're awesome. Right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's Corktown is definitely a cool little area. I still need to do a lot more uh perusing around detroit man i haven't really seen too much of the sights and the sounds i've just been working going back home sleeping eating and repeating really since i've been down here but i need to kind of wake up and smell the roses a little bit with this town i mean we i've fallen down these rabbit holes once with this tiger stadium place with those old abandoned buildings i was watching on youtube i mean i actually get need to get out and see these things with my own two eyes yeah yep yeah, it'd be kind of cool, too, if you ever get out to Belle Isle. You know, it's a state park, so I think it's like five or six bucks admission. But it's really cool out there. They got this big, giant fountain in the middle. But the view of the city looking across the river is just its incredible. Detroit's not a bad city at all, and it's a real scenic city when you're looking at it from the Canadian side, you know? I mean, it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's cool. And they, yeah. they fixed up Belle Isle quite a bit, right? Well, like, I know did. it kind of fell apart there for a little while. For a while, yeah. I think when the state park system took over, 
I, I think they put some money into it, and it's 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 really nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely and, uh, worth it. Yeah, it's it's definitely if you're in the Corktown area, if you're out to eat there, if you're at a Tigers game, man, I'm telling you, it's free. Just go check out this old Tiger Stadium. It, it's yeah. freaking awesome. I loved a lot, it. A lot uh, of good restaurants in that area too, as well. Yes. Uh, part two of this week. So re- earlier today, six a.m. wake up call. Had to leave the office. Uh, we actually had the opportunity to go and check out the Blue Angels. Uh, mm. So basically, they they are taking Alex Najelkovic up. Uh, they take like a Red Wings player or the Red Wings team. They usually take them on like a flight around, put the GoPro in the cockpit and everything. Oh and after just recently seeing Top Gun, let me say <laughs> I was in heaven at this place, man. It's awesome. Uh, we got to check out the plane, you know, first uh, right up close. Uh, we Long story short, they actually never were able to get into the air today because uh, there was like a fuel line leak or something like that. But because of that, this pilot uh, – who uh, I want to say his name was his, oh, his call sign was push pop call sign push pop. <laughs> we we kind of came into uh, you know, the office area with us. And I, when I say he, we had an hour to just throw whatever questions you had at this guy uh, and he would answer them, you know, give you his best answers. Almost like I was sitting in a podcast, you know, talking to this guy. Oh, it wow. was awesome. And got to hear the whole story. You know, one of the big questions I asked him was like, what the hell is your first flight like? Because it's like you just have to jump in and fly one of these things kind of out of nowhere. But then he explained, no, they do have, you know, sort of student driver type yeah. planes as well to test run you a few times uh, and your first times out. Uh, but it was awesome. I mean, there's something about those freaking planes that is just mesmerizing. Uh, and Ted, no, I did not ask him uh, about Top Gun Maverick. Oh, uh, I ask that too. <laughs> that was the elephant in the room. I, I just I feel like those guys, man, they get those damn questions every damn day. I'm like. I'm just not going to be the one to ask him that. Yeah. Uh, so, so nobody asked him that. Top nobody. Gun, but yeah, I will say they they both had a pair of Top Gun aviators, both both of the pilots. So uh, <laughs> you know they definitely probably love that flick. But no, oh, it's yeah. an awesome experience, man. And luckily we're going back on Friday to actually finish this flight. But I want to be in one of these things. It's they are so freaking sweet. So for reference, basically he was explaining to us. They're going to be going 7.5 G's, whereas if you're watching Top Gun Maverick, that was they went like 10 G's in that. Right. So still pretty damn fast, maybe not to the movie level speed, but still pretty incredible. So just an awesome experience being able to sit there and listen to those guys. I mean, it's crazy. I didn't realize how tight they are on those Blue Angels flights, man. I mean, they're 12 inches apart from each other. I don't even know how right. that's possible, but just really cool experience. Not much room in those cockpits. I will, I will say, I think Top Gun wouldn't have hit the same if the main character was push pop, if it was, well, that, that if it was, was like, like <laughs> if it was like ice cream cone and push pop, and, you know, ice, ice man, Maverick, yeah, Hollywood. Those are like, those are solid. But that was what he said. He said that, uh, yeah, in the, in the movies, they gave you cool ones in, uh, the military, they give you shitty ones like push pop. So he did that actually was one thing he mentioned, uh, in regards to the movie was the, the call signs were bullshit. Yeah. Now, now let me ask you this. this. Yeah, Let me just jump in real quick, yep. Matt. Would you really, I mean, as much as you say you would like to go for a ride oh, at 7Gs, yeah. so you would do it knowing that you're going to be packed in there and you're going to be somewhat claustrophobic and probably hurling. You'd be if good so, with that. Here's the thing. I'm an, a top physical specimen, which he he made. He actually told me that basically you had they had they are required to work out and weightlift six days a week okay. because of what those – so basically how Gs work is – 10 g's is basically it feels like your body weighs 10 times heavier than what it is so 7.5 g's man you're in that cockpit i gotta lift my arm 
to even lift it above my head, it's going to be almost impossible. So right. no, it, it would be scary. I mean, I'd be lying if I wasn't saying I'd be shitting bricks, like getting into that <laughs> cockpit. But I, I think that's one of those things you just got to kind of say yes and worry about the rest later, man. I mean, what a once in a lifetime opportunity I, that would be. I was going to say, when's the next, next time you're going to have a chance to do that. Right. You almost got to do it and tell the story later, whether it's good yeah. or bad. I, I saw the blue angels. I'm pretty sure it was in Owasso. Like, I'm pretty sure we went to the Owasso airport when I was like six or something. <laughs> yeah. And they did one of those shows. It might have been somewhere like in Flint or something. But I do remember, you know, as a six or seven year old, whatever I was, just being like in awe at the, the how loud they are. And, you know, they were doing all the tricks and, you know, flying around and stuff. But one of the coolest things always for me at sporting events is the flyover. Mm-hmm. And it, so to be able to like see one of those planes up close and maybe have the chance to ride one. Yeah, that'd be that'd be pretty cool. They coordinate those flyovers so perfect too, oh, you know. It's, it's just so cool. Right on the money, you know, yep. timing wise. One other question for both you guys. Okay, we're talking about flying in one of those planes at seven to ten G's. What would either one of you as a bucket list thing jump out of a plane, parachute? Oh yeah. Would you for sure? Skydiving's always been one of my things. Bungee jumping too. But no, skydiving for sure is something I've always wanted to do. Just I don't know, never had the chance, but heck yeah, I would do that. I don't, there's something about skydiving that I don't like. I don't like, I would say yes in a heartbeat to do taking one of these, these flights, but something about just jumping out of a plane. I don't, and I, and it was funny listening to their little like security briefing, man. It was scaring me and I wasn't even jumping in the plane. So, uh, I will throw that out there. Maybe I wouldn't have said yes, but <laughs> no, it, it, it just something about getting the jumping out, skydiving out of a plane. I, I don't, the idea of being strapped up to some other dude in just that whole thing and the GoPro in the face and just like the, the fact that skydiving is such a like, Oh, I went skydiving. Something about it just kind of bothers me and rubs, rubs me the wrong way. Now that's not how you should live your life. I shouldn't live my life. Just basically wonder, worrying about how it comes across or how people act or whatever, but just something about that whole thing about going skydiving and how it's a big like ordeal like you're some rebel or some badass it just it just rubs me the wrong way i can't explain it yeah so I'll, you know, I'll be sure when, when i go skydiving i won't bring it up in my catch-up portion yeah i'll, I'll leave it out I'll well we'll see out. the gopro the gopro video will be posted <laughs> immediately afterward yeah you'll edit out the guy that you're you're tied to right <laughs> right right yep no <laughs> well, that, i know there's no about... way i there's no way i ever would do it the older no? i've gotten uh, the heights get to me. I, I remember just going up at Boyne at uh, one of the highlands up there and riding the uh, chairlift. This was in the summertime going up to the top. It, you know, it didn't have the bar in front of us. Those are messed yeah. up, man. I hated that. I hated I wanted to get down so bad. And it's not the first time that I've been one of those deals where there's nothing in front of you and you're going, what am I doing here? You know, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I'm safe, but I'm not feeling it. I've, I've skied quite a bit, so... I I don't even, I don't even sweat the chairlifts, but I can understand how people, especially if you're afraid of heights or your first time going, if you've never done anything like that, it is pretty weird. Like you just sit on this thing. There's no bar right? and you're like, sometimes, you know, 30, 40 feet up in the air, just, you know, sometimes bouncing because it's windy and the cable is bouncing and, or you got some kids on your chair kicking their feet or something. It's a, Pretty wild. Need to be improved. I I really don't understand why they are so sketchy like that. I mean, most of the newer ones now do have a bar that you can pull over. Um, How do you jump off at the end? 
you gotta you gotta lift the bar up (laughs) or or you're riding around if you don't lift the bar up gotcha i got you yeah before you get there you lift the bar up then you can hop off well for those watching on video here i am holding on to the edge just (laughs) hanging on for dear life there's a horror movie that i've watched recently where it's like uh they get stuck up up the the power goes out or something and it's like a memorial day weekend or something so like they're off the next day this ski resort so they're just stranded in the freezing cold like at 40 feet high oh my just stuck there for the night this is a book too i feel like i I feel like i know this probably it's probably happening in real life i mean those things make no they've i've never understood those i only went skiing one time but man that is the right that's my biggest takeaway was those damn ski lifts they are they're not right man they're not right (laughs) i'm kind of crazy that's something cool about working in media though that i it's it's different for me i'm just stuck in the office all the time but like when i worked at, at fox 17 in local news and then, you know, doing what you do, you do get some. And, Ted, you've gotten some cool opportunities, do, yeah. too, doing what you do. You do get some pretty unique opportunities to do some stuff when you work in, whether it's local news, TV, you know, radio, you know, whatever, to interview certain people or to go up on a jet or, you know, yeah. you, who knows, you maybe never would have gone and seen uh, the old Tiger Stadium or whatever. So, yeah, I, you know, there, I, there would be some times that I'd be like, all right, maybe this job has its perks. You know? Yeah. Right. You know, yeah, no, definitely. We're all very lucky. I mean, I'm, yeah. yeah, lucky to be doing this stuff right now. That's for I, sure. I was thinking about that this week with the passing of, of Gary Moeller, you know, the former Michigan football coach. He took over after Bo and had a chance to sit down and do a one on one with him, you know, somewhere in his coaching reign there at Michigan. I think he was there five years. Uh, he came out to the Wasso Country Club for a fundraising thing no. for uh, the Michigan Club and yes. just a great guy. I mean, down to earth as could be really was a good coach. And unfortunately for him, you know, uh, you know, a night at the restaurant with a couple too many, what led to his downfall. And it was a shame because he was a class act all the way. And just one bad night shows what, what can happen. What happened? What is the story? I'm Uh, he got, he got lit up pretty good at a, at a, at a restaurant. Right. And he was causing a little bit of an issue. I think him and his wife were arguing and it, it came, it became news and then they forced him out. They forced him wow. out at Michigan. He had to resign. Yeah. And he had, a, what... he had a quick little stint with the Lions. Um, yep. And actually, actually, it was pretty good with the Lions, but it was short-lived. Yeah. But he took over for Bobby Ross. Yep. That's what uh, basically everyone says what you said about him, that he was always a nice guy, and it's almost a shame that that stuff came out because yeah, it was one bad night. You know, who knows what has happened the rest of his life or whatever, but, you know, as far as his public image – it was that one bad night that kind yeah. of ruined. He might have been Michigan's coach for who knows twenty years or something. But oh yeah, he was. Yeah, he was like forty four and fourteen, something like that. He yeah. won three or four bowl games in his five years there. I mean, he he was a good coach, and he he was uh, innovative offensively. He opened up the offense, and he was the coach for Desmond Howard. Yeah, you know, and ended up winning the Heisman. So, uh, rest in peace, Mo. And 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 Jared. Speaking of Detroit, you know. If, Part of my catch-up, obviously, I was down in the D last Saturday night. Went and saw Billy Joel at Comerica. Oh, yeah. Fantastic show. I know I'm, I'm a little bit prisoner of the moment, but the guy's a, a true pro, man. And I mean, he played for about two hours, two, 215, played 25 songs, brought out uh, Def Leppard's Joe Elliott midway through and sang nice. Pour Some Sugar on Me. Nice. Uh, it was 37,000 <laughs> people there uh how do they set it up at comerica i've always wondered this what is the where is he performing at exactly uh the stage is set up just off of center field 
Okay. There's the monuments, you know, with the numbers. Yeah. The stage is just to the right of that. And we had, this is something that I decided to do long ago after seeing a play way up in the nosebleed section and not really being able to tell anything going on. My wife and I made a pact that said, if we're going to go spend money for a night of entertainment, we're going to, we're going to do it right. And we're going to get good tickets. So we had ninth and 10th row seats. You know, another little tip for you guys, you probably, I'm not telling you something you probably don't know, but if you're going to go buy eight tickets, we'll get four and four. So we had four in the ninth row, four in the 10th row. So we could talk back and forth to each other instead of having somebody way down at the other end. That is a great move. And that's something I never thought about. Yeah. And then the other thing, I always like to try and get an aisle seat, you know, as much as possible. We were right on the field and we were right to the left like I said, nine rows back, nine and 10 rows back. And then right next to us was this big wide aisle. So you guys would have been proud of me. You know, I'm an old geezer. In fact, I just had a birthday this last week, but I did not sit one. Wait, what? When was your birthday? It was uh, the 11th. Did anyone? Yeah, he told us about that on the, that's why he loves the 4th of July so much. Yeah, it's yeah right. right. I guess birthday. I totally forgot about that, man. Uh, happy late birthday. Hey, yeah. no, no biggie. Don't I didn't bring it up to get birthday wishes. It's just another day <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. But but it was cool. You know, and I, I danced. I stood up and danced pretty much the whole night. Every song. You know, it was, it was awesome. Never sat down. So it was a great evening down at the D. By the way, have you guys heard of a guy called Andrew McMahon? He's no. another piano guy, plays kind of more modern type of uh, alternative music. He was he played five or six songs as the warm-up act. He was tremendous too. So it's Andrew McMahon. In fact, I, we were going into the stadium and there was this 14, 12-year-old, 14 girl. And you know, I I go into a whole nother mode when I go to a concert. I'm a whole nother individual. I mean, I'm I'm so geeked up when I go to concerts. It's like it, it's hard to explain. I'm just fired up. You you're, know, I'm talking to everybody. Life, you're high on lettuce, probably. You're high on <laughs> beer, man. You're really loving that. Oh, I, it's a whole nother world for me. I look forward to it so much, but I was talking to this little girl behind me, like I said, 12 or 14 years old. I said, Hey, you're excited to see Billy Joel. She said, no, I'm here to see Andrew McMahon. So I said, That's pretty okay, awesome. That's, that's cool. cool. Yeah. Oh, that is cool. So it was, then, it was fun. you know, think about that. Think about that story. Hopefully that she'll be able to tell. Yes. She, she was there for Andrew McMahon. As a she also got to see Billy Joel. Oh, I, mean, I know. <laughs> What is like so is Piano Man like was that his best is that his biggest song that he played? Uptown Girl. Yeah, that's a good one. I love that's a good song. Jessica had a shirt on that said Uptown Girl. But uh my favorite Billy Joel song is Scenes from an Italian Restaurant. And he ended up the uh he ended up the main set with Scenes from Italian Restaurant and finished it up with Piano Man. Then he came back with a five song encore, including Uptown Girl. So it was it was pretty sweet. And he, now, you know. When we talk about these dinosaur rockers, you know, some people like your age, Jared, might say, well, what are you going to want to see this dude for, right? But let me tell you, the pros like him and McCartney and Springsteen, I mean, they have they have real musicians that come to these shows. It's right. not just the main guy that you're there to see. These musicians they put together and oh, yeah. the amps and the sound, I mean, it was just incredible. It was, how how it was your like, review of Comerica Park as a venue? And then, two, did you – do the usual where you looked up the entire set list before the before the concert like you usually do? No, you guilted me into that. And I I agree with you. It's probably better to to just come in fresh. You can you can check out the set list afterwards, which I did. But uh, no, I, I I came in raw. I wanted to see the show. I wanted to see what he was going to come out with. And rating Comerica Park as a as a concert venue, that's the second one I've been to. I saw Kid Rock there probably seven years ago with pretty decent seats but these were the these are the best seats i've had for for a stadium and uh 
like I said, the sound was tremendous. There were 37,000 people there. I think the people even in the upper decks, you know, had a decent time because they could hear it perfectly. And, you know, nowadays they have the big screens, you know, with yeah. the cameras on and all that. So I'd give I'd give Comerica 3.0 out of three, three point podcast rating scale. That yeah. That's also the place. I mean, you would much rather be down on the field for sure. I mean, most people mm-hmm. would. Maybe some people don't. But you were talking about the views and stuff like that. If you were up in the, you know, up in the the seats where you would normally watch a Tigers game, mm-hmm. you can hear the music. If it's a nice night, you can see the Detroit skyline, get some food, some drinks. It'd almost just be like a cool place to kick back and have a good night. You know, if you don't want to be dancing in the dancing in the streets like Ted all night, you know, just go back up in the well, seats. Well, yeah, the other advantage is you can you could just torch up up there. You know, when you were down there, there was a lot of there was a lot really? of really they don't let you just free free light it, huh? No, no, you were you, you couldn't you couldn't bring vapes in. I mean, you could sneak you could sneak something in, right, I'm sure. Yeah, but it, it was on the no list. And I'll tell you what, I've done. I'm t- I'm overtaking this conversation. So I'm getting excited again talking about so, concerts. Yeah. But I remember back when I saw Queen for the first time, and I had been to a previous concert and saw this happen. That down on the main floor, you know how they latch the seats all together. Yeah. I, Okay, so I saw this happen at a previous concert. So I'm there for Queen, and we had we had you know upper deck seats, but we went down on the floor before the concert. And I told the buddies that were with me, I said, "Hey, man, listen, we're just going to mill around a little bit. And when they turn down the lights, we're going to go over there and yank up a couple chairs and push them up to the aisle, up towards the front, and people will come in behind us." And sure as shit, that is exactly what happened. And I saw Freddie Mercury and Queen about six rows from the stage with people packed in behind me in the aisle. And we just enjoyed it the whole rest of the night. Nobody bothered us. So that's awesome. They, you can't do that anymore is what I was leading up to. Yeah, probably not. You messed up, man. Yeah, yeah. I know. They wouldn't even let me get uh, up closer. I got to um, ask you something real quick. Yeah. You probably addressed this before. And I, actually, I'm fairly confident you did. What do you, you know, you're the huge, huge Queen fan. Mm-hmm. What do you think of Adam Lambert's? He's not trying to be Freddie Mercury, but what do you think about him as Queen's? you know, lead man. I'll, I'll tell you my, my total feelings on this. I think, uh, I think if he was still alive, George Michael might've been the guy, you know, mm-hmm. with a lot of obvious reasons, but I will tell you this, I'm a huge Adam Lambert fan. And yeah. I, and I think the way that he uh, runs the band as the front guy, it's an, it's an homage to uh, Freddie Mercury, if that's the right word. He, he doesn't try to be Freddie Mercury, but right. the dude can sing and he is perfectly made for that group. You know, they love him. And his vocals are out of this world, so I'm I'm a I'm a big Adam Lambert fan. I think he does great with Queen. Yep. I'd, and I'd recommend it to any of our listeners. If you get a chance to see Queen with Adam Lambert, do it. If you love Queen music, you won't be disappointed. Why? I've seen him a couple times. So awesome concert that I saw was going down right when the Tigers were at were playing the Red Sox that, that uh, very next day uh, was. Um, uh, excuse me. This was uh, when we were playing the White Sox at Chicago at Wrigley. Um, they were having Zach Brown band play uh, that night. And that just wow. looked like one hell of a setup. I mean, w- if you were to rate Comerica versus uh, like, let's say DTE or Pine Knob, w- would you say Comerica is better? Cause I'm planning my next, you know, I feel like I need to go to an outdoor concert. Mm-hmm. It was going to be Dave Matthews band ended up having to work. Miss Samurai cop, my favorite song by them that they only played this tour. Uh, maybe in five years, I'll see it. Um, I thought you so, said, wait, I thought you saw a song that they like never, played. yeah, ants marching. That's uh, their yeah, yeah. anthem. Yeah. So I got that one out of the way. My personal favorite song, a deep cut samurai cop. They have been playing it like every other show, this tour. 
and they happened to play it at Pine Knob, but I had to give up my ticket, had to work. But uh, so that was a bummer. But where's where shall my next outdoor concert be? I feel have like that's the thing I'm missing here. Have you been to Pine Knob? No, I haven't been there yet. Oh, it's you got to Pine go. Knob then. Yeah, you got to go to Pine Knob. I mean, if you you can't really compare Comerica to Pine Knob, it's a whole different it's a whole different setup. Right. Pine Knob yeah. is is just so unique. It's 50 years now mm-hmm. that they've been there. I mean, it's probably the premier outdoor amphitheater in the country. Maybe the Hollywood Bowl might compare to it. You know, and out you got to get you got to get lawn seats. Don't yeah. your first time. Don't don't shell out the money and try and impress your girlfriend and get seats. Get lawn seats. Yep. Drink the beers on the lawn. Bring a blanket. That, that's the way to catch a concert right there. Have you ever been to either of you guys, Masonic Temple in Detroit? I've only driven by it. It looks like a cool little spot. It's like a little, it looks like a, like a church is what yeah. it looks like. I've heard a lot of good things about, but that's actually one I've never been to. I've been to Fox theater, but I've never been to that one. Go to, great. go to uh, the machine shop in Flint and catch Chi town. Exactly. Is that even a thing anymore? Is the machine shop still around? It's still yeah. there, but I'll tell you what, boys, uh, you know, we've talked about Flint here on this podcast. I had to take a detour off of uh, 75 because I had to I had to get my exit anyway. To make make that story shorter, I had to take Dort Highway, and man, it, it looked like Beirut. There was hardly <laughs> anything open. Machine shop was there, but there was grass overgrowing everywhere. Man, it yeah, was it was rough. depressing. And Dort Highway shame. used to be, you know, South Dort Highway there of, off of 69 used to be hopping. There was a lot of nightclubs and a lot of activity going on. Even hookers walking the streets, but there was nothing going on. A lot of drag racing. Yeah, pretty much running from the cops. Yeah. You know, you, know, you brought up Chi-Town. Uh, I, I've been seeing concerts lately. I've been having a lot of fun. I saw, have you ever been, either one of you probably haven't been over to the Clio Amphitheater. This place yeah. is, it's a hidden secret, man. It's, yeah, I'd never heard of it. There's a there's an amphitheater in Clio right by the schools, right down on the river, and they've got seats like they have at Comerica, plastic seats. It seats 3,000 people. They have a stage down in front of it. It's a bowl. It was incredible. We saw a, a band that called Magic Bus. They played all 60s you know songs. There was a cover oh band. God. They've got uh, they've got Motown cover band coming up. I think tonight is Johnny Cash tribute night. But it's just it's five bucks to get in. A couple bucks for popcorn and pop. It's just a great thing for the summertime entertainment, you know? Why don't you, instead of the usual boring, I'm going to go visit every MLB park, why don't you make it, yeah, I'm going to go see a, like the number one concert venue in every state. Why don't you do it? Ooh, that's not a bad idea. Uh, I can only do so much, Jared, so I, I have to <laughs> weigh well, in the Midwest, out. you should go to one in Cleveland. You should go to one in Ohio, okay. uh, you know, Pennsylvania, maybe. I don't make, make You hit the Midwest. It's not a bad thought. Well, my next concert's coming up in October. Going to go see The Who with an orchestra behind them at Little Caesars in October. Nice. So I'm looking forward to that one. That is yeah. cool. Yeah. So that brings us up to date, guys, on on what I've got going. I'll tell you what, maybe we ought to talk a little sports on this podcast. Let's take sure. a little break and uh, get into a little potpourri of sports right after this. Memorial Healthcare is proud and excited to open their new $40 million plus neurology, orthopedic, and community wellness center, now called the NOW Building. The 15,000-square-foot facility features the highest quality, most sensitive 3T MRI available on today's market. The three-story building provides area residents a medically-based wellness center featuring nutritional, counseling, and group fitness classes, among other offerings. Memorial Healthcare's new wellness center includes locker rooms, private showers, steam rooms, sauna, a lap pool, and more, including a raised track for walking and running with views of the entire Memorial campus and surrounding area. 
Memorial Healthcare strives to bring healthcare and wellness together, servicing patients' needs from diagnosis to treatment to rehab and beyond. For more details, go online at memorialhealthcare.org or call 989-720-CARE. That's 989-720-2273. Success Group Mortgage and Servicing is Shiawassee County's only licensed mortgage broker, lender, and servicer. That means you get exclusive products not found anywhere else. If you are looking to purchase a home or refinance a home in Florida, Hawaii, or Michigan, stop what you're doing and give Success Group Mortgage and Servicing a call. 989-720-4380. That's 989-720-4380. Looking to buy items online, go to CRAuctions.com. All you need to do is download the app to your phone or computer and start buying and selling today. CRAuctions.com will market your items all over the country and get them sold. If you are looking to buy something, we can help with that too. Just go to CRAuctions.com. Search our inventory and place your bid. Plus, there are online auctions for farm machinery, firearms, automobiles, and truckloads of overstocked items. It's fast, it's easy, and you will get results. Get the app and check out CRAuctions.com today. All right, let me set this up. I've been meaning to talk about it. Let's get it out of the way so I don't forget. Uh, My sister sent us uh, a little video thing from CBS Sunday morning, and it was about uh, women's sports in this sports bar. Uh, this this lady, along with her partner, started up, and it's called the Sports Bra. She started in 2019, so the timing really wasn't really good, you know, with the whole COVID situation. But it's a it's a all female sports bar, and all they do, they play on the TVs all female sports. And I thought it was a pretty cool idea. I mean, they had a hundred thousand dollars donated through a Kickstart program. But one of the points they brought up with was that you know women's sports. You know, and it, it's all about the dollar, obviously. We'll get into it in our little discussion, but only 4% of sports on TV are female sports. And I guess the question I have is, because, hey, I'm a girl dad. I'm a, I'm a girl granddad. I, I'm all for more opportunities for females and ladies. And especially, you know, when you see something like, I just watched the recent 30 for 30 on the 1996 a women's basketball team, which was just absolutely phenomenal, a three-parter. If you haven't got had a chance to watch it, it's tremendous. I mean, they went through a barnstorming tour and and then won the uh, Olympics. They were like sixty and zero. They never got beat. They were just dominant, and it really it really helped put the NBA, the WNBA together. And that's kind of, I think, female sports. Maybe you guys can jump in here. They need that kind of NBA marketing to help them survive and grow because there is a lot of uh, unwatched things out there that, that the ladies just aren't getting a chance. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a, it's obviously a hot topic and, you know, first and foremost, right. The opportunity, they should have all the opportunities that men do equal pay. 100% should be a thing that the pay scale difference shouldn't be as, you know, uh, lopsided as it is. There is the discussion about how much money do the the sports generate, you know, like the WNBA versus the NBA, you know, so you got to take that into account, I guess. But, you know, like the World Cup, the women's World Cup players making significantly less than the men's. That doesn't make any sense because the women's World Cup team generates more money than the men's. So, you know, that that always that that never should have been a thing. So, you know, there's all those things. There's all those things that come in in, into the discussion as far as TV goes we know it's all about ratings and, you know, sadly, you know, that that's just kind of is what it is. Ad revenue drives, you know, what's going to be on TV. And if, 
if executives, if sales, if people like you, Ted, can't sell ads for certain sports, men's or women, then those they're not going to be on TV. You know, that's just kind of that's just what it is. Um, we we do quite a bit actually. I've, I'm doing one of the WNBA games this Sunday. I think it's on ABC or ESPN. We do WNBA. ESPN is really invested in the WNBA, so you know all those games either on the app or on you know the linear networks or um, the SEC network. I don't know if the Big Ten network does, but the SEC network down here, we air a ton of women's sports: um, soccer, basketball, volleyball, softball. Um, so you know, like you you can find it. You just have to know where to find it. Mm -hmm. But we were kind of talking a little bit, Ted off, you know, before we started recording some of it, I I'm just being honest, some of it, you know, I'm, I'm not going to tune in, but that's true for some men's I'm not watching every MLB true. baseball game either. Right. Um, but some of the women's sports, like the final four March madness for, for, you know, women's yeah. Some of the early games maybe aren't that good, but you get down to the elite eight and beyond. And those women's games are high level softball. I would much rather, much rather, watch college softball than college baseball college mm -hmm. baseball is cool there's energy it's just so damn long and maybe that's coming from me you know working those games <laughs> you know for tv but college base or college softball ton of energy these girls are amazing and you know it's exciting a lot of action so you know it's a shame i think it is starting to change a little bit it's a shame that it's taken this long because you see so many whether it's on twitter or whatever so many comments still about why would I watch any WNBA games? You know, they can't play any basketball or why would I watch blah, 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 you know, whatever the sport is. And it's like, well, then you're part of the problem then because yeah. there's no reason they shouldn't have equal pay and as much opportunity as three knuckleheads like us do. Yeah. It, it, in terms of the, the pay scale and the WNBA NBA thing, obviously they probably should not make as much as, you know, a LeBron James or whatever. But one thing I do know that's big time difference is the percentage of money uh, of revenue in the NBA, a lot more of that share goes to the players than in the NBA. So it's like, at least that should probably that be the should same. change. Yeah. That should be the same as, you know, maybe they don't make the same amount cause they're not bringing in the same amount of money, but they should make the same scale as what the NBA does. Um, in terms of this, like this, but then again, I'll also say this in terms of ratings and things like this. And I think we've discussed this on the pod before. It's like sometimes I, I wonder who's like even scheduling these things, who's planning these things. If you're women's basketball, like why is their women's tournament the same exact time as the men's tournament? You're telling me you're not gonna be more likely to watch if it's leading into the men's tournament, mm -hmm. uh, in as opposed to it's like it kind of just like at the very end of the men's tournament and it's like the sizzle's already worn off. That, that has never made sense to me. If you really want to have people watch it, put it in front of the men's tournament, schedule your season to start a month earlier and have it end a month earlier. I mean, it'd be mm -hmm. perfect. Uh, so I think partially, I think it, just not to cut you off Jared. I think to that point, that's why they have WNBA during the summer. Yeah, yes, exactly. You know, the NBA is not going on. So, I mean, if, if you're going to watch WNBA during the NBA off season, right? Yeah, perfect. Exactly. Uh, and I would even argue that WNBA should maybe change their, it shouldn't become on the heels of NBA it should maybe lead into the NBA season. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like, who's caring about basketball in the middle of the summer? It's just right. once the NBA finals ends, it's, it loses all of its luster. They should, it should be a lead in when people are hungry, ready for the NBA season to start. Yeah. Uh, in terms of this actual, this woman's sports bar, I, I do think it's a good idea. You know, I, I just don't know what, I mean, is it just a one-off? Is it, I don't know. I don't think there's maybe, there's maybe not a chain for it. You know, I don't think there could be one of these in every town, but I, like a city like Detroit should have one of these, you know, yeah, a city mm -hmm. like Grand Rapids should probably have one. Uh, LA definitely like I, I definitely do think it's a cool little idea that will, could draw some business and if you have a good branding behind it you know sell shirts sell merch sell all that sort of thing 
sort of have it as more than just a like restaurant i think it is like a good idea yeah but like i said i'm just not sure i don't think it's a chain i think it's more of just a one-off type place that's it one in every state or something like that well it was an interesting story that they put out there especially coming 50 years after title nine i did like the name of it though it take off of the sports bar the sports bra <laughs> that was that was pretty clever yep, I thought, yeah there. Yep. And oh yeah, you know, and like you like you said, I mean, we're all just nodding our heads at the name of it. And Jared, you mentioned the merch. People would buy that merch up for sure if they came up yeah. with a clever logo or you know some some um, taglines or whatever. People would buy that stuff for sure. People like want the Detroit Shock back in Detroit. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, you see the WNBA talking about an expansion team or maybe moving one of the current franchises. And it, it's always Detroit. People want the shock back in Detroit because that was one of the, you know, they won a couple championships and it was a really cool, um, you know, stretch they had there with Bill Lambeer as their coach and, you know, stuff like that. So, so right. If the shock came back, bring one of those bars into Detroit, you know, and I, that'd be pretty cool. I actually went to a shot game when I was a little kid. I oh. don't really remember much about it, but uh, I remember thinking it was the coolest thing in the world at the time. Um, just like, I thought it was like going to a Pistons game. Um, but yeah, they, they should bring the shock back. I think we're all kind of in agreement here. So yeah. it's a good idea. I mean, let's just see, like, let's bring it. Why, why not expand it if it's working? Yeah. Well, the whole, the whole, the whole thing they got to figure out is they got to figure out how to make the same kind of money so they can pay the same kind of money or right. at least somewhat, you know, you look at a situation like Brittany Griner. Now we won't get into the whole politics of it and uh, you know, what she should have been doing or shouldn't have been doing. But the reason she was in Russia was so she could make some money, you know, and, and a lot of these WNBA yeah. players go overseas to play in the off season to, to supplement their income. And maybe that's something the WNBA ought to really look serious at and make okay. sure that these uh, ladies make, at least a decent coin. I think it's probably decent right now, but maybe relook at it, especially since they're tagged up with the NBA. Can we talk about the Brittany Grant? What is going on? Can we get her back? I mean, I don't know who's making these decisions. I don't know if it's Russia, just not allowing like some sort of trade or something. I understand maybe we don't want to give away, you know, some uh, assassin or something from Russia, but at some point, man, just cut your losses and bring her back. I, she's just not, she should not be spending next 10 years in a Russian prison for having a weed pen on her. I mean, right. yeah, maybe she it wasn't the smartest thing in the world, but I mean, she's freaking already been there for what three, four months. I mean, that's punishment enough in my book. You know, <laughs> freaking find a way to bring her back, right? Well, the, the question yeah. is, I'll just jump in, okay, bring her back because she's in the, in the headlines, right? But what about the other? other prisoners right. that are being held there that right. are, Americans I don't know about as that, well, but you're right. I don't know. There probably is a lot of other people like that. They, the United States should make a better effort to bring back, but I did see, I'll go along with this. See what you think. I saw something that was tweeted. That was if LeBron James was over there, do you think he'd still be in prison? Right. It's a fair question, right? I've seen some people talk about that, right? Like, would he be, I, or, you know, they listed off some other people and that I've seen some people talk about that. The, mm-hmm. the privilege part of it, even though right. she is, you know, a WNBA player, maybe not as well known as LeBron James, she is still a celebrity. And to your point, Ted, people have said, why should there be this huge effort to get her back? She did break Russian laws, you know, even as stupid as it is. Yeah. Um, she did break the law. So that's why she's being detained. What about all the other people that are over there detained that are Americans or whatever? Why are we not? making as big of a stink about that so depends on the crime you know right. that's why she's over there play, it's not like she's over there you know screwing around like probably some of these other people are i mean she's over there playing basketball did right. something dumb you know it's should she certainly not a 
certainly not a 10-year sentence worth right. that's for yeah sure. that's what i mean it's just like what are we even talking about here it's like right. just i don't know what they got to do man maybe it is because it's in the news maybe it's because it's i'm reading it every day you know like you're you're 100 right there are other people there that probably shouldn't be there i don't know about those stories right. i know right. about this one and i know she should be back yeah. yeah. Well, let's wish her luck and hope that gets worked out. I'm sure Biden and his uh, staff there are working behind the scenes to to try and work something out. But just keep in mind, we're dealing with a with a lunatic over there in Putin. So uh, he's going to use it to his advantage for sure. You know, there'll probably be some terrorist that we're going to have to let out of our prison system to get her back. But, you know, they're going to have to do what they got to do. All right. Other sports fellas. I was looking at the uh, all star uh, roster. OK. And. Major League Baseball, maybe it's just because I'm old and don't follow it day to day like I used to when I was younger, but I looked at the 60-man roster and I really knew 32, just knew their names, you know, the rest of them I had no clue who they were. Is that a problem I mean, in baseball? Problem. Is that just I mean, the nature of the that game? That is why baseball, I mean, baseball is not as popular as it was when you were a kid, where you're reading all the baseball cards, listening to every game on the radio. I mean, it, I think it's more just the fact that, I mean, when you were a kid, you were watching every game, right? You would know all these people if you were watching every Tigers game, if you're watching baseball every day. No, so you're I don't right. think it's. I don't think it's necessarily like a talent drop or anything like that. I just think you're not as plugged in as you once were, Ted. And I think a lot of people are that way, but I don't think baseball is broken. Uh, I do still think it's a good product. I think the MLB is a good league. I, I can't believe I, oh, I'm saying that. Wouldn't have said that three <laughs> years ago, but I, but I can see it for what it is now. I see why people love this sport. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah, I, I think it is what it is. If if I think it is kind of a little bit of a niche, you know, following. You have a ton of casual fans, you know, who will maybe watch the All Star Game, a Tigers game here or there, or like when Miggy was going for three thousand. Okay, cool, we'll tune in. I think that's a large part of the country. But I think the people who really like you I mean you said it, Jared, the people who are plugged in, they know all these guys on the All Star teams or, you know, maybe not a couple, but because they watch it. Just like, you know, back in the day, I knew every single NBA player in the league. I like I could name everybody, you know, because I watched NBA all the time. Now I know most of them because I do still watch a lot, but every once in a while, like a dude will come up like on the Cavs or like Sacramento Kings or something. I'm kind of like, wait a minute, who the hell is that guy? Where, you know, where'd he play college or something like that? So you're just not as plugged in. I mean, and, and I think, you know, the bigger issue that we've always said and everyone always says the MLB does an awful job at marketing their stars because, you know, that's part of the reason why you don't know some of these people. Cause it's like the MLB doesn't put these guys in front of everyone. Like Mike Trout right. was like the only one who would do subway commercials. Otherwise, you know, you don't see any of these people out doing commercials or whatever. So I'm like obsessed with Shohei Otani and I don't yeah. know why. I I feel how like I'm how is he not this yeah. like national phenomenon? I don't, he's incredible. What an right. athlete. Like <laughs> He's freaking huge, man. That was one thing I was surprised. Like Tarek Skubal, I was down in the dugout the other day. He walks right by me. Dude, he is freaking huge man like should be starting for middle linebacker for the freaking detroit lions not pitching for the detroit tigers uh these guys are huge and Shohei otani same way i mean belting homers throwing freaking 105 miles an hour i i just i i see these stars and like you said it's just they're not being taken advantage of right and but here's the thing i'll say about what ted originally said ted is not a good barometer for this type of thing remember when he had no idea he had no idea who anthony edwards was anthony edwards is maybe the like number one rising star in the nba right now so it's just you can't like him throwing that comment out we almost should should have just disregarded it as soon as it was said but i think a big part too and talking about shohei otani and even miguel cabrera and a bunch of other people in the mlb 
the language barrier, I think, is a big part in Major League Baseball. You know, most of the people in the NFL, um, even the NBA, um, you know, the, the, those two major sports are either from America or speak English. I mean, you think about like a Luka Doncic. Yeah, he's not from here, but he speaks pretty good English. So when TNT interviews him after a game, you can still talk to him and still understand him. A lot of the, I mean, you, Miguel Cabrera has gotten better, but early in his career, there was a reason he was never getting interviewed because he could not speak English very well. It's probably the same with Shohei Otani. I don't know. Yeah, if he no, speaks. he doesn't speak English. Right. So he has to have a translator. So, you know, are you going to try and interview him? And then people are pissed off because he doesn't speak English. You know, you got that side of the, the country or whatever. So it's like, I think that's a big part of it, too. That, that was well done, Matt, how you set that up. I like I like that because I 100% agree. It, it, the language barrier is the biggest problem. You can't market yeah. them, you know. But yeah. there's but even Otani, it's like, man, just look at this guy. Like, he's laughing. You know, he's having a great time. It's like he's still – there's still something there. I mean, let's just Should blow be. this guy up. He sh- I mean – he's incredible he's incredible i mean what else can you say about him i remember tim kirchin i I think it was last year i probably around the all-star game like threw out some stats and stuff like that and kirchin is just like an encyclopedia for major league baseball and basically said like if otani keeps on this trajectory which obviously have no idea with injuries and stuff he could go down as the the greatest player ever like legitimately greatest player ever like babe ruth you know was doing this but you know he stopped pitching and you know, focused on being an offensive player. If Otani keeps doing this, he could he could pass you know Babe Ruth or some of these other people. So, what I like no about knows Otani who he is. is his legs. I mean, he kind of reminds me of, of the build of Nolan Ryan. I mean, he he throws seven no hitters, but his his uh, his longevity stemmed from his strength, you know, and especially in his lower half of his body. And Otani has that going for him. And it's just, it is astounding when you think about it. It's back-to-back years now. He's made the American League All-Star team as a player and as a pitcher. I mean, that's that's incredible. I'm going to throw this. Otani got me thinking about this. Let's just, let's put our thinking hats on for this one. If you could pick any young star in any league to come to Detroit for the rest of their career, mm. who would you pick? In any sport, did you say? Any bas- basketball, football, baseball, one of those three. Hmm. I, I think I, so. I'm gonna I, just because he's uh, like I said, I can't. My Instagram is literally littered with Shohei Otani, man. I, I want him. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is about him. There's something about him that I just maybe I just love him. I, I love him like he's my own son. I, I want Otani. That's He'd legit. Be cool. He'd be cool. I mean, the Tigers have a pretty solid one in Riley Green. I'm not putting him up there with Shohei Otani, but that's a cool one. No, uh, football, you'd have to go with someone like a, a Joe Burrow. Exactly. Or even even at this point, Mahomes, even though he's been in the league for a few years, you know, you, you want to get a Mahomes, Josh Allen, something like that. You know, even though, you know, we trust in Jared Goff, I think we would gladly, gladly take one of those quarterbacks. Burrow's basketball, my pick. basketball, I mean, a Luka Doncic, give me him, Trey Young. Yeah, that's probably the one to pick, really. You know? Yeah. Even a Giannis, I would take Giannis at this point, even though he's been in the the league a few years, obviously. But you know, speaking of LeBron, the- just for a few years, yes, uh, yes, <laughs> for yeah. sure. How do you I say guess. no to that? Yeah, Sell some tough. tickets and you know, get like I saw yeah, people prime people throwing out Kevin Durant, and it's like, first of all, Durant's never coming to Detroit, but I would gladly take the last two twilight years of LeBron. Yeah. Well, what do you guys think? Have you been watching any of the summer league games and and checking out Jaden Ivey and Jalen Duran? I mean, 
mean, Durham, pretty Durham good. Looks, looked freaking incredible in game he number does. one. I mean, he looks like what I like to call a super athlete. So yeah. take a super athlete, see what you can do to mold him. I mean, we got we got time to mold him. Comparison so to Sean Trapic. I love what Weaver has done. I, I like Ivy. I mean, he's electric on the court. Shame that he got hurt, but it, it wasn't too serious. You know, if anything, no. it's not the worst thing in the world that he's out for summer league to avoid right, right. a really serious injury. The big um, thing to me, too, is these guys are all saying they want to play for the Pistons. Like, they yeah. want to play with Cade Cunningham. They want to play with some of these other guys. I feel like it hasn't been like that in a while. Yeah, I mean, honestly, Cade Cunningham, I mean, he's up there in that discussion of what we just had of guys yeah. that you would want for the foreseeable future. I mean, he's up there. You got to throw him in there, at least for the NBA. Top, for if you're building your team for the next 10 years, he's definitely top 10, maybe top, top five. Without a doubt, yeah. Yeah, the future is looking really bright for the Pistons. It really is. You know, you talked about the Red Wings may be the team that wins a championship next. The Pistons are going to be knocking on the door, too, before we know it, you know, with a few more additions. And, you know, before we get off the NBA, I, I meant to bring it up last week. What in the hell was Miles Bridges thinking? Before that whole incident, I was thinking he might not be a bad fit for the Pistons. But, man, oh, man, his career could be could be done. I don't know what's going on with that. I heard the recent report that maybe the Pistons might still offer him a max or something along those lines. Really? I, I don't know. I don't know what the latest update is. I don't know. It does not look good. No, it really does not look good. Uh, and yeah, I mean, obviously it, it, it's bad what he's being accused of, but right. he was a day or two away from signing a max contract. I know. Like, yeah. Timing, baby. <laughs> and for all we know, maybe that's this. Maybe she held on to this information, you know, for a couple of days or whatever, right. knowing that this was coming down the pipe. But no, I don't. It's horrible, man. Yeah, God, if it's even any somewhat, somewhat true, I, I've been totally scared off of him. I, I don't yeah. even if it ends, you know, it's sort of just like this John Watson, man. You don't know what's going on. I'd rather just like to root for the guys yeah, on right. my team. You know, maybe he's a good basketball player, maybe a good football player. Maybe it's not true, but I, I'll just stay away from it uh for the time being i think that's where we agree i mean you know uh integrity if that's the word to use that that means a lot along with your skill and talent but man i'd probably stay away from them too you know it's yeah. just just a bad situation let it play out in the courts and we'll see what happens but uh just a bad deal all right well i'll tell you what should we finish strong with a little uh entertainment let's do it. do it let's take a little short pause for the cause and be right back after this AZ Printing Solutions, formerly Hankard Sportswear, is a full-service print shop that specializes in screen printing, digital printing, and embroidery. They pride themselves on giving a great product at a great value. The area's go-to printing solution offers a 100% guarantee to exceed your expectations. AZ Printing Solutions has your favorite local spirit wear as well as many other apparel items in stock. Specialty items are available for family, sports, business, and charity events. Call 989-725-2979 or step into the store in downtown Owasso. Nelson House Funeral Home's number one goal is to serve the families in our area. The Nelson House staff are proud to serve our local community with reliability, integrity, and compassion. Unique service representing unique lives, ensuring your loved ones receive the honor and celebration they deserve. Founded in 1880 and continuing the tradition today with chapels in Owasso, Chesanine, and New Lothrop. For more details, find them at nelson-house.com or call 989-723-5234. 
The Wash of Owasso is excited to welcome you to their new and state-of-the-art full-service laundromat. Conveniently located at 809 West Main Street in historic West Town, Owasso. They're open 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. for the coin laundry, or you can drop off your laundry for wash and fold service Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 p.m. Too busy to stop in? No problem, as the Wash of Owasso will pick up your laundry right at your door and will deliver it back to you the next day. Go online to thewashofowasso.com. That's the Wash of Owasso. To view pricing or call 989-472-3322 and schedule your pickup as a special three-point podcast bonus. Enter code 3PP, that's the number three and two Ps, at checkout for 10% off your first order. The three-point podcast team welcomes the wash of Owasso to our team. I'll get this started real quick. These are just things that my wife and I are planning to watch. We haven't watched them yet, so full reviews to come. But I've like I think this this is becoming a trend on Netflix. All these shows revisiting, showing like the true story of some of these, whether it's businesses or old sports teams or you know stuff like that. Like I, I was telling you guys, I watched that Playboy show talking about the. <laughs> the real stories about playboy Uh there's three of them we just saw on netflix that are along the same lines that are like straight for my generation that like just really piqued my interest and i want to watch one blockbuster apparently there's still one blockbuster left like up in oregon or something like that right and um it's a dude from the league did you watch that show jared the league i've seen it which did you watch it yep one of, one of the guys, I can't think of his name right now, but he was in that show. He's like the narrator, you know, does whatever. And he goes through like Blockbuster, you know, the peak and the fall, and, you know, what happened and everything. And I mean, Blockbuster, that was like the thing when when I was growing up, you would go there every weekend and rent games and in, in, uh, in movies. So that was really cool. Another one, Abercrombie and Fitch. So like, I'm intrigued. Yeah, it, it's called White Hot Abercrombie and Fitch. And, you know, that was I know it's still around, but it was like the thing when I was in high school, like you shopped at Abercrombie and Fitch and you were cool. If you had it like all <laughs> over your shirt and stuff like the big old moose that was like this big and it had a long run, man, long yeah. run. And I mean, I think it like, I think within my time from middle school to high school went from being cool to being like, you were a complete idiot if you were wearing it. Right. Uh, so it like, it just, it right around then is when it kind of turned. Yeah. Yeah, and it, so it's on Netflix again, and it talks about, again, the rise and fall, and there's a lot of, apparently, we watched the trailer, a lot of dirty stuff behind the scenes, a lot of bad business stuff, and, you know, stuff like that. Quick side story. So you remember the Abercrombie bags? It was always, like, some, like, half-naked dude or chick, you know, right. like a bag. One of the funniest things, my freshman year of college, we, um, you know, our, our apartment was just lined with we would stack up all our liquor bottles that we drank and beer bottles. That's a good man. Everybody does that and thinks it's original. Yeah, you, know, you think you're, you think you're cool showing off all the liquor you drank. It's not. But uh, one of the cool things we did. So the thermostat, um, you know, it was the classic like knob you would turn. Right. We took one of our um, Abercrombie bags and it was a girl. We cut out her uh, chest, I would say, and we put that right on the thermostat. So when you would go and adjust the thermostat. <laughs> Tweak it a little. <laughs> I remember the first time my parents came to visit, man. My dad was cracking up at that. But um, your your apartment sounds like the party I would have steered clear from. <laughs> no, you you would have steered clear, and then until you saw how much fun we were having, then you right. then you would have came in. But so the third one, so those two, and the third one is, is a basically along the same lines, but it's Victoria's Secret, and mm. it's like some of the 
probably the same thing behind the scenes stuff, the good and bad, the, you know, whatever Victoria's secret. I just think that stuff's super interesting. You know, to, you always think like, you know, all these, these businesses, like what happened, you know, type of thing. So those three, I'll, I'll be watching them reviews to come. Very good. I have, I got a couple things, Jared, you probably are on board with this. Did you see the stranger things finale? Yes. Uh, I know we talked about it a little bit a few weeks ago about the last season was coming together and doing well. I must say, I did not like the last episode. I thought it was too long and I thought there was uh, a lot of, a lot of dead spaces in it. It just, it did not drag me in. I, I wasn't too impressed with the finale. How about you? Really? That's I see. I, the way I view it is when you, when you get that far into a TV show, I mean, I'm just looking for stuff to watch. I, I was never upset about the long run times. The it's like, what else am I doing? Right. I just watched some other, like watch the office for the 12th time. So yeah, I, but I guess there wasn't enough that. action going on for that long time is what I'm getting at. It was, it, it dragged to me. Yeah. Right. I, I think the ending, it did build to a good end. I thought the last 30 minutes was, I mean, you had to have loved the uh, Master of Puppets scene. I mean, that had to have been. Oh, I did like that. Out. I did like that. Yes. Um. So, yeah, I, I, the show has a lot of heart. I love the show. I mean, I, it's sad. I mean, if you have not watched this, then turn it off now before I really spoil something. The, the, <laughs> I mean, the, the Eddie character, I mean, wh- wow. Stole the, stole the season in my book. I mean, it's it sucks because it's. I feel like that's one of those things that if they had seen the kind of uh, love that he has gotten since that show has ended, they probably would have been like, man, maybe we should not get rid of this guy so quick because he really was the hero of that whole season. I loved him. I mean, great job. The actor is British. Oh. He's turned out to be a great guy from what I've seen behind the scenes. He's going to Comic-Con. Uh, apparently, it was like signing autographs for hours on end to the point where he got yelled at because of it. I mean it's just an all time great guy. And I love this character. One of my favorites. Yeah. It was a good run and they did set up that they'll be back with another season. So that that's cool. Uh, another one, you guys know how I like my mysteries, right? Netflix has one. I'm not sure how I can recommend it because it's called the girl in the picture and it's on Netflix girl in the picture. And it's a, it's a doc. It's a one. It's, it's like a two hour thing. It's only one. It's not, not a series. It's probably one of the most messed up crime I've documentaries I have one, ever seen. It is it is seriously messed up. I mean it 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 caused me so not true to story. Sleep. This is a true, true story, man, and it's it's messed up. That's all. Can I Can you say. give us like a little like a tease? Yeah, because I'm I'm gonna watch it, so don't give okay. it away. But I won't give it away. Let's just put it this way: where it starts out, they kind of set the stage where this girl is is dead at the side of the road, and come to find out, she's a 20 year old stripper, and her, her husband, her husband is quite a bit older than her, and it just takes off on a completely wild tangent from there. This husband dude is one of, he's, he's like a Ted Bundy, John Wayne Gacy kind of character with some weird family stuff going on. It's just, like I said, it's the most messed up thing I've ever seen. It really oh, is. Yeah. Wait, when when, um, them, when did this happen? Like- um, this happened in, uh, I believe, the 90s. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's relatively up to date, but it's it's crazy. Girl I have in heard the that picture. As well, that it's like you just you can't even describe it. Uh, right. That it's you just have to throw it on, man. Yeah, I'd have to look at my my reviews on Wikipedia or Rotten Tomatoes to give you the whole breakdown. It's just there's so much that you have to pay attention to, it, yeah. and it's it's just messed up. Um, I'm continuing on with the old man. Jeff Bridges is awesome, and. Uh, uh, Better Call Saul, back for the final five or six episodes. Just watch. They just had the the final final start of the last five 
was Monday night and it did not disappoint. It's, it's incredible TV. It's funny too, because they led into it with the finale of Breaking Bad. So I watched the last 25 minutes of Breaking Bad. I just hit record and caught up with that a little bit. And that was one of the greatest endings of a series oh, yeah. ever. It was I saw, awesome. I got, you guys know, I haven't watched either of those shows, but right. um, I got into a thread on Twitter that started off with someone saying, like, basically said, I'm, I'm going to say it now. Better Call Saul is better than Breaking Bad. And, uh, you know, people were obviously blown up either for or against. So right. are you, are you leaning that way yet? Or are you? He said that. He said that. And then I laughed at him for it. And then he retracted it. If you remember. Well, I don't remember that. It's pretty tough. I probably tuned it out because you guys were talking about those two shows. <laughs> well, you know how I get. It was a while ago. Prison. This was a yeah, a while ago. Prisoner of the moment. I mean, let's just put it this way: Better Call Saul's equally as good as Breaking Bad. Let's put it that way. It's hard to put one above the other. It's a whole different set of timeline and stuff, but they're both well done. And uh, I forget the name of the producer guy, but he's he's a genius the way he writes these things. Isn't it so. Aaron something? I thought. Hmm. Never Something mind. like I'll I should know, and I, yeah. But anyway, that's that's what I got. I, I got one other thing I was going to throw out. I've been meaning to throw it out. We've been watching uh, every Sunday night, Me TV, The Honeymooners. They only had a 39-episode 39, 39, uh, run. I think it might be the greatest sitcom of all time. <laughs> Jackie Gleason and, and Art Carney. The I'm not kidding The greatest sitcom of all time? I, I'm not kidding you. It is unbelievably funny. I have at least five or six laugh out loud moments in every episode every single one of them it's that funny you know this and it's in like the 70s or something What's no it it's in the no. 50s this is oh, like, i was gonna say, it was old yeah it's like the original sitcom on television it was genius it really is if you, i mean if you ever look it up you know see reviews on it and stuff i'm telling you the honeymooners which we've all watched the flintstones right flintstones yeah. basically is a cartoon takeoff of the honeymooners oh, okay <laughs> yeah Wow. So, uh, the, sounds like the, something right up Jared's alley. Yeah. Absolutely. God, no. Uh, <laughs> the producer uh, is uh, Vince Gilligan. That's Vince it. Gilligan. Yeah. That's it. Can't believe I forgot that either. Yeah. That guy's a genius, man. He does a hell of a job. So, anyway, that's all I got in entertainment. Anything else you guys are looking forward to watching coming up? I, I do like, so I, I feel like we got to mention it. So, Jared, you know, the All Star, we talked talk, talked about the All Star break and stuff. Do you guys still watch it? I used to love the Home Run Derby. I don't necessarily watch it anymore. I'll probably tune in. Mm-hmm. Maybe Hopefully part of it is because the, the highlights limit. are on Twitter. Maybe that's part of the problem. But Hopefully they got rid of the time limit. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I will tune in. I do like the All-Star game. Uh, I don't love it. You know, it, it seems like it really was this huge ordeal way back in the day. I, it seemingly hasn't been that way ever since I was alive. Um, but no, the Home Run Derby, used to love it when I was a kid. It, it it's lost its luster in my opinion the last 15 years or so yeah. I, I don't i don't know i don't know totally what has changed they've tried all these different rules just never seems to quite have that same spark yeah it still seems to draw the fans in the stadium though i mean they're they're seeing bomb after bomb after bomb and it's pretty cool to see the long ball i still remember back in the you know where home run derby came from it came from like in the uh early 60s it was a little black and white thing it was a filler show and they had the guy announcing it this is where Berman got his back 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 back, 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 back from back. the guy from the original home run derby and you know guys like uh, Willie Mays and Hank Aaron Al Kaline participated in it these guys all all were a part of that but uh I don't I've never been a huge home run derby guy I will watch the all-star game I mean I've I've always been a big all-star game fan you know even though I don't know a lot of the players I'll still tune in 
And uh, you know, but there, but there's like like if Shohei Otani is is hitting in the home run derby, you're watching. You know, probably. there are like yeah, it kind of depends on who's in it. Is also yeah. a big is a big factor. I mean, Ken Griffey Jr. I mean, that's freaking awesome. Yeah, just we haven't had somebody like that really since. Yeah, right. Is Guerrero yeah, in it? Is Guerrero in it again this year? No, Vlad? I forget who's in it. I know Albert Pujols is doing it because it's his last right. chance. So that's right. kind of cool. Yeah, that'll um, be interesting. I will say I'm in, I'm intrigued to see how that goes. Yeah. Well, but yeah. When it when it's back to like when it's McGuire, Sosa, Bonds, and you know these like just legendary names, it's it's pretty cool. I'm surprised, Jared. I'll I'll end it here on my end with uh, you know we're not that far away from football season since I put together my weekend schedule. Oh yeah, just got it completed. That was awesome, man. I you sent it to us basically for those who don't know, Ted. I stumbled across this in his notes one day. Uh, basically he prints out an entire weekly football schedule from the start of the season to the end of the season with what games are played every single day. Uh, so yeah, I told him to send it to me. He sent it to us this year. Not really much use on my email. I did ask you to print it for me, but, uh, (laughs) well, I can still print it for you. You can't print emails. You can't print emails. (laughs) That's a good point. I probably could. (laughs) Well, part of it, you've got to have a color printer because it's also color coded. Yes, it is. It's, it's blue for the Michigan games, <laughs> green for the Michigan State games. And what color do you do Lions games? It's kind like of a silver. 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 So, right. Like, you've got to have it color coded. Yeah. Did you notice this year I did add uh, Hard Knocks? Gotta yeah, add, I saw that. Yeah, hard Knocks that on is on there. there. And we talked about it last week, Sunday. No, Hard Knocks is Tuesday nights. Yeah, they, I think that's a change, man. I swear it always was Sunday nights, but right. maybe I'm wrong on that. So our instant Ooh, vids are going to have to happen uh, after 11 o'clock on Tuesday nights. If we can make say, it, that's going to change up our recording schedule too. Right. Right. Well, yeah, we'll figure it out. Talk about we'll the worst out. day to have that. man. Yeah. But like I said, I wanted to bring up football because it's not that far away. We're going to have our three point podcast prep pigskin preview coming up again with all the yeah, experts yeah. from throughout the state. And, uh, you know, anybody from Bally's other than yourself, Jared, want to participate? You think? That's a good question. I mean, there are definitely a lot of names. I'm going to have to Throw do some asking there. around. Yeah, do it. I know we, we had uh, part of Detroit. It. We had Jeff from the D zone last year, but there's got to be someone at Bally who would be cool I, to I give have us one a name minutes. in mind. Uh, I'll keep it secretive because I don't want to put him on blast if he turns us down, but I got one name in mind. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, we'll look forward to that. We'll look forward to even possibly uh, another sponsor or two. We'll just leave it at that and uh, we'll move on from there. If you guys want to call it a, a podcast, yep. All right. Well, this has been the Three Point Podcast presented by Memorial Healthcare, home of the now uh, Community Wellness Center. Make sure everybody out there, you follow us at Three Point Pod. Spread the word. We definitely love to hear from you. And that's probably the best way. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Just give give us a shout. We'll definitely answer your questions. More than likely, it'll be Matt. And then we'll go from there. We'd, We'd love to hear from you. Make sure you let all our great partners know you listen in and enjoy the show. They include AZ Printing Solutions. Pro Real Estate and Auction, Nelson House Funeral Homes, Rivals Tap House and Grill, Success Group Mortgage and Servicing, The Wash of Owasso, and the ALS Association of Michigan. Until next week, so long, everybody. Thanks for listening, and peace and love, peace and love. Hey, gang, please consider a donation to the ALS Association Michigan chapter, serving people with ALS and their families since 1988. There still is no cure for Lou Gehrig's disease, and every 90 minutes, someone is diagnosed with ALS. For more details, go online at webmi.alsa.org.
Three Point Podcast is a Sportsnet Michigan Three Point Podcast production. Subscribe and share on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or any of your favorite podcast hosting sites. Comments and questions can be sent via social media at Three Point Pod or by email to threepointpod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.